0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. I want to talk to you tonight about the coming of the Holy Spirit. The coming of the Holy Spirit. When did you get that title? Just now. Praise God. Amen. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues as a fire, and it sounded on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all of these which speak Galileans? And how we hear every man in our own tongue where were we were born, corinthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and parts of Libya, cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice. He said to them, You men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be it known to you and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing that it is at the third hour of the day. But this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and your old all men will dream dreams, and all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will pour out of those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words: Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken by wicked hands and have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up and loosed from the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the law always before my face, for he is on my right hand and that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell neither wilt thou unholy one see corruption thou hast made known to me the ways of life thou shalt make me full of joy in thy presence father i just thank you right now that you give me words of utterance to speak to your people that what you want to say Holy Spirit, you are our teacher, you are our advocate, you are our standby, you are our strengthener, and we thank you so much for everything that you're doing in these last days. Even though the evil seems to be abounding, your grace abounds even more. Even though evil is overtaking people's hearts because of fear, then joy is to overtaking people's hearts because of the Holy Spirit. Father, we love you and we bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, amen Amen and amen. So it's real important. In these last days because even though Jesus tells us these things that we're experiencing in the world right now would be happening he also tells us that there will be an outpouring of the spirit of God that will be unprecedented since the day of Pentecost Amen. so in other words you know you can't have one without the other it's almost like when Satan does one thing then God comes back and he gives you a blessing Amen. that's just the way he is that's the way God is so, I've talked to several of my pastor friends, and they know that there's a move of God on the horizon that's getting brighter and brighter. That will be unprecedented. That will actually sweep the world. If fear can sweep the world, why can't the Holy Ghost sweep the world? The Bible says that the whole earth will be full of the glory of God. Amen. And how will that glory be made manifest? It'll be manifested through you and me. Amen. We are not of them. At have no fear. We have no fear. Amen. I mean, it's proven today. You can, you can trust in your faith today. You're here. That, that's, all, that's solid. Amen. I'm serious. That's really, really solid. You're not concerned about what's going on in the world. I mean, it's almost like well, you got to use wisdom and all that kind of stuff, but you're not like in trembling. Hello. And really, to tell the truth, the world's not either. They just wanted an excuse for another day off. That's right. I don't know. They, they want a spring break for a whole week. Yes. Come on. We get an extra, we get an extra week for we spring. Three. Yeah, give it three weeks. Come on, come on, you know. I mean, I thought to myself, you know, we might as well just set up the Christmas tree. Praise God, amen, you know. <laughs> I'm serious. I thought, let's just set up the Christmas tree. Everybody's off anyway. Praise God, amen. We just have Christmas in March. Come on forget about Christmas in June we does it have Christmas in March you know, we do, we have, hey we can have Christmas in December and March and then in July we can have Christmas in July praise God you know and then we just catch the and then it comes back to December again I don't know just most amazing thing most amazing thing but aren't you glad that you're a part of the end time harvest? Amen. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm glad about that. I'm actually really excited about that. I'm excited that people came to church today. Amen. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm, you know, whether they were closed or not, some some places were closed because they were mandated by the government to do that. And that's okay. If They mandate you to do that. I mean, we're a little smaller church, which is okay. Like, if they shut us down here, then we're having church in my house. Praise right. God. Amen. Right. So bring your bathing suits, break out the grill, you know, and things like that. We'll stop by Publix at least the Meat market is still full. Praise God, Amen. I mean, I don't know about toilet paper. I know you have a problem about toilet paper. You have to bring your own roll, just like the mission field. Praise God, Amen. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I bring my own roll every time I go overseas. How many bring your own roll? Yeah, we have taught you well. We've taught you well. Praise God, Amen. Yeah, you take you take your own roll. Praise God. I mean, everywhere you go, we keep I and mean, one in the backpack, you know, several in the suitcase. <laughs> we're, we're a missions church. We. N- <laughs> We know exactly. Listen, they say country boys know how to survive. Missionaries know how to survive. Can you say amen? Yeah. But because we are living in the last days, God's goodness will also be poured out even greater than, God, than Satan's wickedness. And you have to understand that. Now, one of the things that, you know, I've taught for years is that the church, it started out in Acts chapter 2. And I think people have forgotten that. The church literally started out drunk in the Holy Ghost. Right. Right. I mean, it did, you know. And then if you swing over to the book of Acts chapter 11, it talks about where Peter went to Cornelius' house and he preached the gospel and the Bible says, the Holy Ghost fell on them as it was on us at the beginning. So this, actually Acts chapter 11 was, was probably about, you know, 10 years later when that took place in Acts chapter 11. You know, I mentioned to you a couple weeks ago about sometimes what preachers need to have, and there's some preachers that have it, and there's other preachers that don't have it, but I think we all need to have it, that our words carry weight. See, if the world listens to the the entities of the world, the government authorities of the world, and the authorities that have been set up in the world, and it strikes fear in the heart, why can't we listen to God's word, and then it strikes godly fear in our heart? See, the big difference between the fear of the world and there's godly reverential fear. Yeah. And so Acts chapter 2 is the foundation in which we launch our spiritual lives off of. We're Book of Acts people. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? And we need to stick with it because I believe that the Book of Acts is actually the blueprint of what the church is supposed to be. Not very many churches today, not to say they're not going to, but not many churches today are following the, the plan of the Book of Acts. You know, in the Western world, it's much different. Church in the Western world is much different than it is church overseas. Much different. I mean, we do a crusade overseas, and people will walk five to eight days to get to the meeting. When we were in in 2010, we were in the country of Nepal, and we did a crusade in in, um, uh, Sirket, Nepal. People walked eight days to come be a part of the meeting. Slept in makeshift tents. I mean, you'd wake up one morning, and there's like five chickens. The next morning you wake up, there's only three. <laughs> Didn't have to worry about it not being fresh. Oh, there's Fred and Bill and Pete and Ginger. and Where's where's Fred and Bill? Oh, they, they missed out yesterday. Praise God. Amen. I want you in my tummy. Praise God. <laughs> you know. Yeah. We live in a blessed country, we really, really do, regardless of all the issues in it. We live in a blessed country. You know, we don't we don't have to have we don't have to meet underground. Come on, hello somebody. But it doesn't mean that some of these things are test runs for the future. Call it, call it what you will. I don't know if it's theories or whatever kind of stuff. But, you know, you can compare it to the, the book in which we read, in which we believe, and then you compare it to these last days, you can see a correlation of some things. Okay, so like, you know, they've already come out with the mark of the beast. I don't know if you know that or not. It's just not mandatory right now. It's called Verichip. Ever heard of Verichip? Anybody ever heard of Verichip? They're here in Florida. Did you know that? Yeah, VeriChip, and it's a it's a it's a it's a microchip about the size of a grain of rice, and they and they put it in your right hand, or in your forehead. Sweden is is sweeping the country of Sweden here's something very interesting. We were in China this uh, last November, and we were in the Chinese airport, and we thought, well, let's just grab a cheeseburger in paradise. Praise God, amen. So we walked up to McDonald's, and we went to go pay with the debit card, and they wouldn't accept the debit card. They only accepted Apple Pay. Is that right? That's right, or Google. Or Google Pay. Yeah, or Google Pay. So in other words, you had to have your phone... If you didn't have your phone, you didn't have your two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. So we had to go and sit down, and we had to activate our Apple Pay, hello, put a credit card in there, and then go and try to get it. And by the time, it didn't work. Praise God. Amen. So we had to go somewhere else. But isn't that interesting? They actually said, no, we don't take your debit card. They don't swipe the debit card. And it was all done by kiosks. I mean, we're, we're there, folks. I'm serious. We are, we are there. Yeah. Amen. The next greatest move of God would be the outpouring that sweeps worldwide. If this sweeps worldwide, hello, what Satan is doing worldwide, it does, you don't think God's going to not sweep this thing worldwide? There's a lot of correlation here. There's a lot of things. I think we have insight. As a matter of fact, I know we have insight. As a matter of fact, we have inside information. It's called the Word of God. Just follow the book. Can you say amen? I recently saw a documentary in April, in April of 2029. There is a meteorite that is huge. It's supposed to come across, sweep around the world, and all that kind of stuff. One guy prophesied and said it was going to hit the earth. I was like, dude, really? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's like, yeah, in April of 2029, the meteor is going to come. It's going to hit the earth, and I'm like. Oh man. Why? Why did you do that? Because basically what he was saying was is he knew when the rapture was going to take place or he knew when the end of the world was going to take place. This meteor is like really huge. But at a, in, in, in 2069 it's supposed to come closer than the one in 2029. Not to say that we don't have to 2069. But the fact of the matter is, is that some of those things are coming to pass. You can see some of these things. Ever heard of the rock called wormwood in the book of Revelation hello a lot of this stuff is going to happen during the seven year tribulation period it's not going to happen when we're here what's holding back the antichrist two entities the holy ghost and us the church oh come on hello somebody it's in the book this is the most exciting book you'll ever read, man. There's wars. There's rumors of wars. There's giant killers. There's prostitutes. I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of things in here. I mean, it's just the most amazing. There's, 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 there's monsters and lions and tigers and bears. I mean, there's bears eating people and people being thrown in lion's dens. What now? What is it? Yeah, donkeys talking. I mean, come on. Forget Shrek. What are you talking about? Forget Shrek. I mean, it's right here. Where do you think they came up with Shrek? Where do you think Shrek came from? Come on. Right out of the Bible. Where do you think Star Wars came from? Come on now. Darth Vader, you know. Luke, Luke, use the force. Use the force, Luke. Come on. <laughs> he came out of here man he came out of here i like what king solomon said he says there's nothing new under the sun right. come on now we're book of acts people and there are times where we just need to get back to the book of Acts, get back to the plan. If you read the book of Acts, you see several things happening. One, you see unity among the believers. Two, you see the growth of the church through soul winning. Three, you see signs, wonders, and miracles. You see average, average people, disciples, doing miracles. Stephen the deacon wasn't even a five-fold minister, and he did great signs and wonders among the people. You see that they were struck with joy a lot, especially with persecution. Yeah, they were struck with joy. You know, the joy of the Lord. And that is actually a manifestation. Joy is a manifestation of the presence of God. Isaiah 12.3 says, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful heart doeth good like a medicine, but a sad spirit dries the bones. Yeah. Joy is a... it's It's not related to happiness. Happiness is to an agreeable sort, like winning the lottery. No, but joy takes you through the good times, it takes you through the bad times it's an une- unceasing fountain that bubbles up to everlasting life. yeah, it's something on the inside of you that comes from salvation and then when you get baptized in the Holy ghost it 's an extension of the river that flows out of you well what, what's going to happen when the doctors can 't figure out how to do anything? We the church, we the believers right transferring the power of Almighty God. Listen, John G. Lake took the bubonic plague, put it in his hand, and it died. Amen. Come on. That's that's the one who lives on the inside of you. You know, I remember several years ago, 15, 15 years ago or so, when the grace message shifted. I, I went, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Because... I know human nature and I also know the church. And the church got on that grace message thing and man they 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 it blew way out of proportion. I mean it just went to the extreme where you could do anything and everything you wanted to do because you were under grace. And that's not true. Grace grace is the ability to overcome sin, not the ability to sin. That's right. And it took it to the extreme, but it has it has swept. And now, now watch this. That grace message because they weren't built on solid foundation. They were built on seeking sand. They weren't built on faith. Right. Come on, hello. They weren't built on healing. It wasn't built on the gifts of the Spirit. It wasn't built on the Book of Acts. It was built on itching ear religion. And then when tragedy strikes, people go run into the hills or IHOP. I'm not really sure which one it is but they go running somewhere. And then, and why? Because they want, to, they want to, because if they can't cope with something, they're going to move toward pleasure is what they're going to do. That's right. Yeah, that's what they do. People do it. It's just human nature to move toward that. Let make me, make me have something that makes me feel good. I mean, two things that are missing from Walmart, if you go there, toilet paper and chicken pot pies. <laughs> Yeah, because the vegetables are still there. Praise God. And all the fruit is still there. And all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Everybody ran to the chicken pot pie refrigerator and then the toilet paper lane. Because if you eat chicken pot pies from Walmart, you're going to need the toilet paper. Praise God. Amen. T- Amen. <laughs> nice. Bad pastor, straighten up. No, we run to God Almighty. Can you say amen? Amen. The world is running to find to inoculate themselves. We've already been inoculated. Can you say amen by the blood of Jesus and the words of our testimonies? But is it interesting here that in Acts chapter 1 and verse 5, Jesus said to the disciples, Do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise which you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And then Acts 1.8 says, and you shall receive power to be able to be a witness. So God is turning this thing around. You, you watch what's going to happen in the next 60 to 90 days. I, I wouldn't be so surprised if a revival would begin to really break out. Amen. I mean, I wouldn't be so surprised. Because always it seems like Satan does something to a prelude of something that's major. Has that ever happened to you, members? Like Satan will come and tempt you, your weakness, and all kinds of stuff to try to get you to stumble and to fall, so that he can be an accuser of the brethren. Because all of a sudden God broke through in your life, kind of thing. Have you ever noticed that? Like the attack comes like crazy right before a breakthrough. Amen. Well, what do you what do you think with this? Do you think there's an attack worldwide, and then all of a sudden you know we're going we're to get through it, and all of a sudden God busts through the veil with His glory? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to sweep the world. And I think that once the revival, however long it lasts, I mean, it could last 10 years, could last 15 years. I mean, worldwide is worldwide. But believers have to be activated. Right. Come on now. Right. And we have to begin to do what God asks us to do, yeah. what we've been commissioned to do, That's right. what God has given us the ability to do. Yeah. yeah. So not only is it an awakening for the world, but it can also, it's, it's an awakening for the body of Christ. Yeah, because we are people of the book of Acts. Can you say amen? And we should have frequent times that the Spirit of God comes in and we enjoy his presence and get drunk. I'm sure the bars are probably full. I mean, they're going to be full all week, I'm sure. Well, you know, that's because it's happy hour, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you work, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually from what, six to eight, right? Is Is that when happy hour is? I mean, why can't we have happy hour in the, in the church? Come on, can you say amen? I mean, if the world has happy hour, I mean, I'm, I guarantee you that those that are going to go to work tomorrow, some, praise God, amen, are going to talk about happy hour. Because they've been talking about happy hour for the last two weeks. And usually about three in the afternoon, you know, they get in the office and everything. Hey, listen, you're going to O'Doul's or O'Brady's or whatever. It's O'Brady's to have an O'Doul. That's what it is. Okay. Or you're going to have a Corona. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> listen, I guarantee you there's people going to order Corona. Can I have some of that Corona, please? No, no, don't say that in here. You know. That's the reason I had to put 19 on there, Corona 19. Yeah, to make sure that everybody gets straight. Praise God. If you look up Joshua 1.9, it gives you awesome. But we are more than conquerors through Christ. Yeah, it's awesome. Joshua 1.9. So it's not Corona 1.9. It's Joshua 1.9. So why can't we have happy hour in the church like every day? Amen. It's like one pastor told me many years ago. He said, you can't have a move of God every Sunday. I said, it says who? You? It's right. says who you and looks to me like the way you've been looking the way you've been preaching you need a move of God praise God amen every Sunday yeah no we can have a move of God in your house you can have a move of God in your car you can have a move of God wherever you're at because God is with you come on now and he's for you and if God is with you and he's for you then who can ever be against you not anybody or no one or no anything Amen. amen I know that we Pentecostals might be a little low in numbers right now, but it's going to change. I said it's going to change. I'll say it one more time. It's going to change. Amen. We're Pentecostals. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. We're not crazy maniacs. Crazy God. amen. You know, charismatics. You know, crazy manning. No, no, we're Pentecostals. We're, we're Book of Acts people. Amen. amen. What do you see in the Book of Acts? You see, what, unity, Right? You see the outpouring of the Spirit of God upon all flesh, right? You see prayer, people of prayer. You see the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire. It's not just the baptism of the Holy Ghost without the fire. It's with fire. Can you say Amen? You can't separate the fire with the baptism, no, because you've got to get the fire. There's the evidence, speaking in other tongues, which is actually the gateway to the supernatural. Speaking in other tongues. Every time you pray in other tongues, doesn't matter if you feel good or don't feel good. You got you got the greater one on the inside of you. Your spirit man's perfect because it's got Jesus in it, amen. and that's the real you anyway. Amen. Can you say amen? Yeah. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you tap it into the. That's the gateway to the supernatural. How many prayed in the Holy Ghost today? Yeah. Hey, you tapped into the supernatural. That means you're a super, <laughs> you're supernatural people. Amen. And we know that in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, it says, Be not drunk with wine, towards an excess, but rather be, be being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. You're be being filled, indicating that you can leak out, but you can get filled back up. Amen. Praise God. It's like an automobile. Amen. You know, at the end of the week, you run out of gas, and then by Saturday, you've got to fill up for the following week amen so you get out in the world and you're pouring yourself out amen and you come to church and you come to bible study and things like that and you read your bible and you get filled back up god wants to fill you up to pour you out amen. to fill you up to pour you out because you have the answer to the world's problems amen. Amen. i'm serious you have the answer to the world's problems amen. i walked into one of my accounts i'm not gonna tell you who it is but i walked into one of my accounts and the, the fear in the office was overwhelming and I was like, what's the matter with you ladies? We have Psalms 91, Psalms 23. Oh, well, 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 It was a song, song, you know, I think I said it earlier. They didn't say my Sharona. They were talking about the corona thing. I said, come on, hello, what are you you fearing about? God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of love and power and a sound mind. Well, what if the government tells us to shut down? Okay, well, then obey the government. But in the meantime, stop spreading fear and stop being afraid. I told him. I said, we're Christians, not victims. (laughs) Come on didn't go over really well. And praise God, amen. Listen, you know what we're trying to do? We're trying to build an ark. Amen. <laughs> Come on now, we're trying to build an ark, and we want everybody to get on. Why? Because rain is coming, folks. Amen. Holy Ghost rain. Amen. The former and the latter rain is coming, amen. folks. Amen. We're trying to build an ark. Amen. And it's the same reaction that people have given you, they gave you during the days of Noah. Amen. What? What's what? A boat? You're building a what? Yeah, it's been 75 years and you're not finished yet. That's probably because Noah, he he, he was a you know one of those you know he was a sanguine personality. Praise God! Never Noah was and never got anything completed except when he needed to. That's what happens with sanguines. We have good intentions. You, see, you just think, come on, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, our organization is different than anybody else's organization. I mean, our car could be an absolute mess and somebody could get in your car, but you know where every piece of paper is. You know exactly where all your files are. I mean, some people's kitchen tables, I mean, you can't even see the table. You don't even eat at the table because all the paper... And if somebody comes into your kitchen on your and starts messing with your papers on the table... That's fighting words out back. I mean, don't even touch my... And then if somebody moves it, you go to that place and you try to find that. All right, all right, who did it? Who moved my piece of paper? And then come to find out you did earlier, two or three weeks ago, and then, you, and then you forgot about it. That's a sanguine personality. You know, pay one pile here. Why are you looking at me like you? you know it's true. One pile here, one pile there. Don't mess with that pile. I put my shoes here. Honey, why did you move my shoes? I put them right here. Where are my shoes? In the closet where they belong. Okay, fine. Okay. I can't find my shoes. Where are they at? On the shelf where they need to be. Okay, thank you very much. Always moving my stuff. Why are you moving my stuff all the time? We're cleaning up. This is clean. What are you talking about? No, we're trying to build an ark for people to get on. It's the same voice. All those, it took 120 years for Noah to build that ark. But when everybody got on, eight people, God closed that door. Hello. Why? We're we're the voice of the reign of the Spirit of God. And we need to stick with the the book of Acts. It's important. You should have private times that God's presence comes and invades your life where you get the joy by yourself. Yeah, you're in your prayer time or in your house. That happens to you, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you know, when you're a true psalmist, you get drunk in the Holy Ghost, worshiping God. How many does that happen to? Happens to me. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. What is God doing? He's just loving on you. Come on, he's loving on you. Where the presence of the Lord is, there's fullness of joy. Can you say amen? Yeah. And you, and you have to praise, press into that. How does that come? Through worship. Praise and worship. Ever been in your car and the Spirit of God get in your car and all of a sudden you feel intoxicated? I, yeah. There's been times I had to pull over to the side of the road. <laughs> just enjoy myself. I, there was one time Pastor Marie and I pulled over to the side of the road and a, and a state trooper pulled up behind us. He wanted to check on us. Y'all, ha- oh, y'all happy? Yeah, we're happy, officer. Not a problem. Or when they drive up next to you, you just point your phone. to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> in a meeting in north carolina and there was a police officer that actually came to one of the meetings and she got plastered in the holy ghost and she had like four other ladies with her and they had to drive drive home okay so this is like 11 o'clock at night right and so the ladies are like laughing uncontrollably they're having a wonderful time and then all of a sudden the police officer who was driving the car she looks in the room mirror and sees the the berries and the cherries praise god amen the red and blue pull them over and then she's trying to sober up. I mean, really. And she's trying to sober up all of her friends. And it ain't <laughs> happening. They're just laughing and cackling and going on. And all of a sudden, the, you know, the officer comes up to the window. Ma'am, can you roll your window down? <laughs> yes, sir, officer. Looks around and looks at the ladies with a flashlight and everything. Driver's license registration, ma'am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where y'all been? Um. We just got out of church, officer. (laughs) Okay, I'll be right back. So he goes and he sits and as he's doing on the computer, another officer shows up behind him. So he goes, okay, ma'am. He said, here's your driver's license registration. He said, I don't know if you know this or not, but you were going 60 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour zone. <clears> he <throat> said no sir officer I didn't and all that kind of stuff and he goes so you said you all just got out of church he said yes officer we did just got out of church he said would that be a Pentecostal church ma'am <laughs> she said yes sir and he said well I understand I'm a Pentecostal pastor he said just carry on praise God and we'll just wait for you when y'all are done she rolled up the window ah! I mean, like another 20 minutes right there with two police officers with the lights on and all that kind of stuff and they're carrying on so amen Thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net.